It's a long way down, living six feet off the ground. But no matter how much I slouch, I know I'll never blend in with the crowd. It's a long way. I don't think I think my parents like it like two or two minutes and we're like, yeah. Not for us. My mom still listens to my D and D podcast. My dad openly said, "Like it's not for me." And I, I was like, "I was like, I understand that. It's a dumb, goofy podcast about a bunch of millennials laughing at each other's poop jokes." I, I got to tell you, man. Like your your podcast is actually really coming clutch for me because um, it's the one that I use when, like, like there are like the like I I, I love the Always Sunny podcast. Mm-hmm. There's like a, there's like a one other podcast that's usually pretty good, mm-hmm. but for a long time I was just sort of putting on like the daily or some shit like that. You know, when I was like making food or something like that and I just can't anymore. I just, I'm just, I'm fed the fuck up. And, and, <laughs> and I got to tell you, um, your show is perfect for like, cause they're all like three hours long and they're like super fun. They're like super chill. And it's like, yeah. it's like, it's nice. It's nice energy. And, and, I, and I don't feel like the world is ending and, and it's being badly reported on at the same time. Is that uh, disingenuously reported on? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we don't try and do that. Yeah, yeah. Hell, we, we, honestly, sometimes they make topical references, and I edit them out because I don't want to date the podcast when I, we recorded I th- it. I think that's smart. I yeah. think that's a, I think that's a, like like this timeless content you got here, bro. Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, welcome to Tall Talk. I'm your host, Will Six Two, and I'm Connor Six Four. And this is the podcast that Paul Bunyan would listen to if he weren't a fictional character. That's right. He's not real. Yeah, I know that uh, constantly catches Connor by surprise. Um, Him, Johnny Appleseed, although apparently Johnny Appleseed was based on a real person. I'd put money on he was he, he was planting tobacco instead of apples. Oh. Yeah. That okay. Feels, that feels, I have nothing on which to base that, but that feels like one of those things that you find out about American history. That like he was going on planting tobacco and somebody changed it to apples so they could sell somebody something. I can believe that. Yeah. There's another one. Completely unsubstantiated rumor. Listen, everything's got to start somewhere. Yeah. We could, we could be, uh, I was going to say the Alex Joneses of American history, but I think Alex Jones is the Alex Jones of American history. So Yeah, yeah. him and his uh, skin uh, supplement. No, just, just leave it there. The su- <laughs> just leave it there. <laughs> him, and him and his skin. <laughs> I mean, that is enough. Yeah. I could see him being like a, a homunculus kind of guy who can who can sloth his skin at night so it can goes out and I don't know. I thought you were gonna say he was a skinwalker. Nah, that, that's giving him too much credit. I feel like. Yeah. Like I feel like he's more of a gross pieces of guy guy. Yeah. You know? Flesh golem. Yeah, definitely flesh golem. Today's topic, uh, we're going to talk about the uh, first R-rated films that uh, Connor and I ever saw mm-hmm. uh, individually, um, and uh, Connor. Uh, is very excited to to tell my story is so stupid <laughs> it's so no but in like a he said as though this distinguished it from any of his other stories <laughs> dumb kids stupid like okay. kids are idiots okay and I, this story is a 100 percent just uh, not justification uh rationalization rational no no uh, th- this story is a evidence of that is evidence of that okay that, that all that kids are stupid yeah okay okay um it illustrates, illustrates the point. That, so, yeah. uh, you know, being a young, curious boy of 10, I want to say, I was convinced that all R-rated movies had nudity in them. I love that because that is 
I 100% see how that, how you arrive at that conclusion. Yeah. Um, I get it. Yeah. 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 And so I, uh, one time I wasn't even home alone. My parents were, I think my mom was in the garden. My dad was mowing the lawn somewhere and we had a huge lawn. So it was going to take him a few hours. Yeah. Um, and he had a trunk full of VHSs. My dad is a huge movie buff. Probably one of the actual reasons I'm a writer for movies nowadays is because like, that's what I noticed about like, he's, he's, his passion. I noticed his passion for film and that became part of my personality. And he gave it to you. Yeah. I just decided to turn it into a, into a career. Also generational trauma, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke there. <laughs> um, so I like flipped open the, the uh, big old chest of movies mm-hmm. and I went rooting for a movie that I didn't recognize. So he had a like owned VHS, but also he would do the thing of like a blank VHS, pop it in and just start recording stuff piracy you mean connor yes nice um respect three movies can fit on a a, could fit on a vhs tape about that's cool cool specific knowledge but it could also but there was still about like an hour left Mm -hmm. and so sometimes in between movies he would also tape a random episode of the simpsons nice and so usually what would happen is he'd pop a vhs in he'd watch the movie and either fall asleep or the movie would be over. And then he'd be like, well, time to turn it off. And then a random episode of The Simpsons would start playing. He'd be like, well, I got 20 more minutes. Yeah. And he'd just sit and watch an episode of The Simpsons. That's like, uh, that's a good system. That's like, a, yeah. that's That's how I watched The Simpsons for the first time. I didn't see it on TV. I would be watching, like, sometimes he would tape movies for me and my brother. Yeah. And so we'd be watching that. And then suddenly an episode of The Simpsons would start playing. And we'd be like, cool, cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Were you, and you were, I guess The Simpsons was probably not... Uh... My, my 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 parents were just old enough that The Simpsons was like they were not sure about whether whether I could should be allowed to watch that or not, and so I wasn't for a very long time. Oh, my dad just didn't care, yeah. and I think it was just goofy enough where I could still appreciate it, and like the the adult humor would either sail over my head yeah. or I I, I I just say I don't I have a hard time seeing The Simpsons as ever anything except four quadrant fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it worked. I I still like The Simpsons to this day. Um. I mean, I, I don't watch it religiously or anything. Yeah. But if but an episode like, somehow pops up, becomes on my comes onto my screen against my will, which is hard to do these days, I will watch it. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now that's like uh, that's interesting. I, I I again, I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons, but I did manage to buy a few VHSs of The Simpsons back in the day. Like those were official ones. Um, I think there was probably like six to ten episodes total on like a three volume set or something like that makes sense um, i had dvd sets of a couple episodes or a couple of seasons yeah why well, I mean, so but so like i had I like a vhs of like who shot mr burns i think was one of them oh yeah the double um, episode yeah and uh like i was they sold these it was weird i mean because this was in vhs times and so it's, it's not like this was even like a it wasn't like part one of the season or, or it wasn't like, I mean, it was like really like a, here are a few big ones. No, I mean, um, I, like, I get know. that. I, I once owned what they was touted as Yu-Gi-Oh! The movie, mm-hmm. but really was just the first three episodes of the show. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's very, it's a, it, it, the lack of respect for children is appalling in, yeah. uh, in, in our corporate overlords. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, be better. Anyways, uh, but the movie. Uh, so, so this all, all this uh, was to tell the story of the fact that when I popped open that chest and looked at all the movies that were there, I knew I couldn't trust the taped ones because I didn't know if those were R or not. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was rooting through them, and I finally found one that was labeled R that looked right. So you were you were specifically out to watch an R-rated movie because I wanted to see naked. Person. Ah, okay. I was because remember I was convinced I was no, convinced no, no, there no, no, was nudity. No, no. I, I'm glad I'm glad you 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 foregrounded that for us again because I had forgotten that part. I was convinced there was nudity and I was like I'm going to see a naked someone. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so and so I finally found one and I popped it in and the movie I found and decided to play was Red Dragon. Oh shit! <laughs> Young Connor did not have a whole lot of luck with horror films, did he? <laughs> no. And I uh, I watched it and I saw nudity. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman boy. nudity, right oh, before he got dear. set on fire. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. That's the one with Brian Cox, right? Anthony Hopkins is reprising his role as right. Okay, as, so it, it is the okay. it is the prequel to Silence of the Lambs with Ed Norton mm-hmm. as Will Graham. Yeah. Um, great movie. I watched it when I was 10 because I thought there'd be a naked lady in it. Yeah. Boy, it was the... Okay, so like... Uh, well, yeah, okay, interesting. I uh, mean, but technically, didn't, the didn't... first R-rated movie I ever watched was... And I just t- finished telling you part of the story was The Terminator. Oh, right. Because I... That one's R. My, uh, my dad had a, had a TV set up in his room, and he was watching... He started watching it, and I wandered in and was like, can I watch this? And he was like, yeah, I guess... Uh, I'll like explain like you've missed the first like 15 minutes so I'll explain like what's going on and we just sat there and I like sat like we, we just hung out on his on his bed and we like watched it and then when the sex scene happened he just slapped his hand over my eyes and I was like what's going on he's strong, like strong don't worry move. about it yeah. this part's not important strong dad move and then it like I sort of knew that it was like inappropriate I didn't know wh- why or how yeah. I was just like, I was like, I'm smart enough to understand that there's a reason he's doing this. So like, I was like making jokes of like, come on, let yeah. me see. Like, what is this? And he's like, just, it'll be over in a minute. Nice. And then like it happened and like the, the scene ended and he, and I was like, okay, did yeah. I miss anything important? And he's like, no. That's interesting. I, I, I distinctly remember as a kid, like encountering scenes like that sort of in random, like other things, that sort of stuff. And I, and I also remember just as clear, like, how they would just flow past me like water like 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 there really was something in me that was like i don't like maybe it was like i'm not ready for this yet but like it was really like oh love stuff okay all right like 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 i'm that and that i don't like this is not what i'm here for let's get back to killing the bad guys but like it's it's interesting going back to read like books and stuff i read as a kid and be like oh wow there's like there's some shit and there's like there's some some content in here. And it's like, and, and the thing is realizing like, I was aware of the content. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I didn't, what I lacked was context for it. Like I lacked like an adult experience and context for it, but it's like, so that kind of stuff, I was just like, huh? And moved on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you've mentioned before, I don't know if you mentioned on the podcast, but you didn't have cable growing up as a kid. I did not have cable. Oh, uh, we had, uh, yeah. we had stars, which we were lucky. Cause my, again, as, as as honestly, as it gets, yeah. I think, and that back that back yeah sorry back then all they did was do movies like there was no original oh, programming cool. okay. so it was just okay. like you know they would no, get the, yeah. they would get the rights to movies and they would play like t- two or three times a day mm-hmm. just at random spots and they would just cycle through all the movies that they had yeah um, and then we had both the East Coast and the West Coast so it was like hey this movie we missed 
the beginning of this movie. Bring let's in. let's wait like half an hour and it'll start up again on the West Coast version. Yeah, because nice. they're three hours ahead. Um, and my dad would do that. Like that's how he would tape a lot of his movies. Nice. At least later on, is he would he would do that. He'd like you know we had a we had a VHS copy of Pirates of the Caribbean one because it was playing on stars. Damn. Uh, and he just just yeah recorded it. Why not? Yeah, but uh, I remember that. Um, Again, just his way of like dealing with that kind of stuff was, uh, I think, Fast and Furious or Fast and Furious Two. I don't remember which one, but there's a scene when they're about to start racing, and one of the guys is like being all cocky, and like his woman's next to him, like outside of the car. Yeah. And apparently, I I still don't. Ha- I think I've seen the full scene, but like, apparently, what happens is that she's like, if you win, you get this, and like shoves his face into her cleavage, and like he's like, yeah, I'm gonna win now. Spoiler: I don't think he does, because he's just a minor. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if he's the the guy getting his face shot, he's he's in no. comedy. He's not the winner. Yeah. 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 Um, when that scene was about to happen, my dad just switched the channel to something else, and I went, "We're in the middle of the movie," and he's like, "Okay, yeah, there's just she does something really nasty here," and I'm like, "Okay, you, you sh- I don't care. Don't why, interrupt why, the why movie." Why did your dad try to protect you from motorboating? I feel like that's like I feel a like basic it's because American he knew life. that if my mom found out, he'd get a talking to. Okay, fair enough. Fair and enough. so he switched it back. He was like, he like waited like maybe thirty seconds. Like that's probably enough, and switched it back. And yeah, it was gone. It was over. The whole thing had happened. And we had missed the moment, but I was just remember being really annoyed that he had interrupted the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, f- yeah, like, like, like. Well, better that than your virgin eyes were despoiled. True. Yeah. Not to completely monologue the because you haven't had a chance. No, no, no. I'm, I'm listening. I, I just remember just, well, I'm as the one editing this podcast. I got to tell you, most of it's me monologuing. So okay, you're welcome fair. to monologue. The um the only other thing I can remember is like this journey of like being allowed to watch things on my own is I was watching X2 X-Men United. Okay. Just great 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 hallway scene. Yes, but later on in that movie. Yeah. Do you remember how Magneto gets released from prison? Uh doesn't he like he pulls metal out of somebody, yes. right? So the security guard has too much iron in his blood. Yeah. And the reason that happens right. is because he's at a bar and Mystique seduces him and then like knocks him out and injects him with it's very iron. complicated. Just very complicated. apparently, you can just inject iron into people, and that won't kill them. Um, but well, it's, it's yeah. But, In the world of mutants, yes, Connor. Yeah. Okay. I get that the science doesn't have to yeah. be accurate. But what really mattered was that I was watching this while my mom was cleaning the house, okay. and she kept walking back and forth and like glancing at what was happening. And then that scene starts happening, and it's Rebecca Romain. She played. Yes, she did. Yes. So it's her in her normal, like, she's not blue at the time because she's trying to seduce this guy. And they're just in a bathroom, like a dirty bar bathroom, making out. And she's, like, trying to get his, like, pants off. And my mom pauses and goes, "Is this? are you old enough to watch this? And I was like, it's a comic book movie, Mom. And she's like, it is? I'm like, this is the X-Men. And she goes, it is? And then she just walks away. Times have changed, Mom. Yeah. The kids are seeing everything now. Yeah. I just that 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 was probably the last time they ever questioned whether or not I could watch something. That's interesting. Yeah, because like, uh, uh, are you ready for me? To, like, uh, yeah, go well, for I, it. I'll launch into my story here. No, no, I, I, that that is that is the, the those are the three moments that stick out in my mind okay. of like my parents. Well, that and the time that my dad insisted I was okay to watch The Matrix. Yeah, and we then, we share that story, and, and I'll get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, you know, for me, it was the belly button scene made me feel queasy, and I left the room. 
remember that scene made me feel queasy too when I was just like, but I was like, well, I'll, I'll get there. Yeah. I'll get there. Yeah, no, I'll t- t- talk me through your journey now. But uh, okay, so so the, the basic journey is I, my, I was the oldest child. Uh, my parents were not on board with me watching R-rated movies. Uh, and I think like um, around the time I was somewhere after 10, but before like 14, somewhere around there. Like, uh, yeah, ages are hard. Yeah, probably, probably, maybe, yeah, maybe like 13 or 14. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, uh, I went to my friend Gus's house for the night, and Gus had an older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and Gus's parents, specifically his dad, I think, were not fully read into the fact that Will McKim was not allowed to watch R rated movies. Hell yeah. Uh, Mrs. Porter, I'm sure, knew. Mr. Porter, I think, was maybe, maybe this was not top of his mind. Um, he just wanted to watch a good movie. But Hooker, well, he, he didn't watch any of them. He didn't, he didn't give a shit. It was me and Gus. And so between me and Gus, like, I managed to get us, we, we, we were able to pick out two movies. And were you like a blockbuster? This is like a blockbuster. Oh, this see, is like blockbuster. My, back my, my dad was thought blockbuster was a racket. Well, it was, but uh, but it was also like. I assume, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, all I know is that we didn't use blockbuster, even though, by all rights, I think he wanted to own it. I think if he was going to, like... I, I, yeah, I get where your dad's coming from. Yeah. I do. And, and VHS quality, who gives a shit? You yeah. Know? Like, so why not just tape it off your TV? But, um, but yeah. But so we, we went there, and, like, Air Force One had relative... Like, it wasn't, like, brand new. It, wasn't, it hadn't, like, just come out on VHS or anything like that. But it was, like, within the last year or so. And, like, that movie was... That movie looked fucking cool as a kid. Like, like those Indiana Jones beating up guys on the plane. Like, come on. Um, so like, that was plane. number one for sure. But we were also allowed to get a second movie and Gus had picked Air Force One. And I was like, I don't know. And so I just picked like, the like I, I tried to find an R movie pretty quick. And what I came up with was Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dredd. Um, okay. And so, and so that night we went home and we watched both of them. We got like, we got pizza. Like, so we watched all of Air Force One. Uh, loved it. Uh, and then we, and then Gus wanted to go to sleep, but I was going home the next day and, and I was like, I know that I've got a window here. Yeah. You are not, so, this movie is not coming with yeah, me. I just popped on judge dread and Gus was asleep like half an hour in and Mr. Porter came down. I remember at a certain point and was like, it had to be like after midnight and, and was, this, and was like, how old were you again? You have 13? I was like 13. Maybe. Okay. And he was like, he was like, he was like, uh, aren't you, aren't you, aren't you to go to sleep? And I was like, I gotta, I just want, I want to finish this movie. And like Mr. Porter, not like we were the closest guys in the world, but like I saw him recognize something in me and just be like, I need to let this kid finish this fucking movie. Like, and, and he did. And I will always love him for that because the Sylvester Stallone judge dread is a nightmare of early nineties. I mean, it is, it is a movie about judge dread in which judge dread almost never wears his helmet. It's just Sylvester Stallone yelling about how he's the law all the time. I can't break the law. I am the law. 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 You seen this movie? You've seen uh, it? No. Okay. I just know I just know that like the scene where he's like I am the law. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I just know that I do know the story of uh, this might be just internet talk, but from what I hear is the reason that some exec basically said he's not going to wear his helmet is we were going to pay for Sylvester Stallone, we're going to get Sylvester Stallone's face. That is true, yeah. and that is also that was that's been the rationale for a very long time for superhero movies. Like Spider-Man is the first one that's really kind of bucking that trend. At this point, and I think the honest truth is because Spider-Man's face is more recognizable than Tom Holland's face, you know, like it's it is. Um, but I, yeah, I do understand where they're coming from on that. But I also think that when the entire 
Judge Dredd, for you you fucking Mandalorian Gen Z kids out there, Judge Dredd never removes his helmet, ever. Not ever. Not in the shower, not while he's doing it, not while he's eating. Never. I mean, really, the big... I, I think the... First of all, Mandalorian showed that you can absolutely do a character who doesn't... Yeah. But people are always saying that, like... Well, Judge Dredd's got the whole lower half of yeah, his face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Too. Like, it's super easy for him to emote. You can see his face. Yeah, look like, at Carl s- Urban yeah. fucking smash it out of the park. Yeah. in, the, in the movie. Um, I, I, a lot of that's being brought up again because uh, Master Chief in the Halo yeah. show, uh, famously a character who never removes his helmet in the video games, well, it's like yeah. is apparently every episode yeah. he takes it off more and more. Um, you continue. You're, you're, so you saw Judge Dredd. Saw Judge Dredd. Uh, and the, the things that I want to note here are like Rob Schneider is the sidekick character in this. He movie. is. He is. He is. He's like the annoying like citizen of Mega City. Does he one. get his head shot off on point? Uh, he gets the shit kicked out of him. Does and he I, die? And I, and I, I does he say, die? I don't think he does. I think he makes it to the end. But I think it's like it's not a great ending for him, as I recall. But but um, and I'll say this. It it is Rob Schneider used perfectly. Because okay. because he's an annoying piece of shit the whole time, and Sylvester Stallone treats him like an annoying piece of shit the whole time. Okay, like he's good. He's a stooge. Um, good. Like like he's a but but I will say that because of that, Young Will thought Rob Schneider was a much bigger like more significant than perhaps he actually was. Significant as an actor or just sig- in sig- like mm-hmm. like significant both in terms of like quality but also in terms of like things he's in. I didn't realize that he'd basically just been in Adam Sandler things and Judge Dredd. And nothing else. Okay. Like, I guess there's, yeah, but like, and, and so, you know, I, I, I came to realize that he was some, somewhat of a lesser constellation than perhaps I had. How long did that take you? It, an embarrassing long time. Okay. Um, so, but I, yeah. Judge Dredd. Is there any other? Air Force One. Oh, yeah, yeah. Air but Force I mean, One, Judge I mean, these, the moments well, that I spoke about were, are like, very, there are huge gaps of time. Well, what, 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 what I'm going to say is, is that I think, I think this will tie our stories together, is the first R-rated film that I watched under the care of my own parents, I mm-hmm. guess we shall say. Because I, I did try to spin this into, I've seen R-rated movies now, you can't stop me. Like, like, like it's the seal's been broken, and my parents are like, yeah, fuck you. Uh, but, I, I'm, yeah. Actually, here's a question. I do you remember the first one you saw in theaters? Because I don't. It wasn't that significant of a moment for me. Yeah, I, I don't. And I don't think it was that significant of a moment. I, I think the honest truth is when you and I were that age, movies that were, were interesting to us were all PG-13. Like R-rated was really for, for very emotionally yeah. complex dramas that I, I don't think either of us would have had the experience yeah, to understand. Me, like, I, think, I think at the time I was, I was going to see, like, I mean, this is going to age me a bit, but Lord of the Rings was in theaters, and I was yeah. gung-ho about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean was Pirates in theaters. But like this is this is the thing I, th- yeah, yeah. I think is gonna tie it together is the first movie I watched under my parents' house was or R-rated movie was The Matrix, um, and it's because mm-hmm. The Matrix was coming out. Mm-hmm. Like my dad, my dad loved my the dad Matrix. understood that I wanted to see The Matrix, and mm-hmm. I think he was kind of into it too. But so when it came out on VHS, he went and he just came home one day and he'd rented it, and he was like, "We're gonna watch this movie," and we were watching the basement because I think we were just like. It was not spoken aloud, but I understood that this was a, this was attempting to fly under the radar a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, but as happens, my mom came down about halfway through, and the thing is, clueless though she though she was about sort of like entertainment going on at the time, the Matrix was a big enough deal that she knew what the Matrix was, and she and she could identify it 
from the leather trench coats and sunglasses and stuff like that. Um, and and th- I remember distinctly her getting annoyed that I was watching an R-rated movie, particularly with my dad's my dad's permission. Uh, and my dad paused the movie and went upstairs. And I remember hearing him like just sort of being like Jane, Jane, or actually my mom's name, my mom's name, like uh, the boy. The boy, the boy should see the movie. Like, like the boy can see this movie. Okay, it's just guns. All right, it's not a big deal. Like, I, I remember, like, he was not, he did not go to the mat very often on these things because his attitude was, I have to live here for the rest of my life. And I love your mother. I respect what she is trying to, to do with you children. Mm-hmm. But this was one of the few things where he was like, the boy, the boy needs to see some gunplay. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and he was right. I did need to see some gunplay. And uh, that was that remains one of my favorite memories. It's just of of. My dad basically being like, no, he's going to see the goddamn Matrix movie. Like, he's going to see it. Well, now I'm wondering what your mother's issue with R-rated movies. And your, was it everything? Was it the violence, the language, the sexual content? Was it, or was it just the... the it's an interesting question. Like Attitude of R-rated is for adults, you are not an I adult. I think the honest truth is it's more that last thing than anything else. Like, I'm not sure she could have said specifically why not. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I think it was, it was that, like, like you're saying, like, she could be fairly certain that anything PG-13 and under was fully okay. Now, I would argue that the worldview of a movie is much more important than how many tits are in it when it, when it comes to fucking people up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a conversation for a different day. And actually, we should have that conversation uh, yeah, a different I would, day. I would love to talk about... We could frame it as like a... The worldview of shows versus the worldview of characters within the show and how they are, how they often wildly diverge. Yeah. I was going to say marketed as like a discussion of the history of the rating system but yeah we, we can do that too for the nerds yeah, our yeah. Ner- keep our nerd listeners happy because yeah. now you know thinking about it for me at least it was always the sexual content that was censored for me which seems wrong right it does but i do think that it was mostly now that i'm think out loud thinking about it the, at least the Fast and Furious one was definitely because my little brother was also watching it, mm-hmm. um, and my mom was in the vicinity. No, I, it, a lot of what your dad's doing sounds, frankly, more performative for your mother than, yes. than something he's really just ha- yeah. attempting to do. And I do think that the the Terminator thing was probably just because he was like, I don't know if you'd understand what's going on, and I don't want to have that conversation now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that one's R, mostly for that scene. Yeah, that's it, and that's kind of it. Oh, right? there's 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 some. F words. Yeah, but who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, it's, well, the, then it's the 80s. There's like, also people the, should be saying F words. Have you seen the surrounding cityscape? True. Then there, there is also, like, all the gun violence. Yeah. I mean, I guess. The very first scene is the Terminator walking up to and then punching a hole through someone. I mean, does it get cooler? It doesn't. Like. I want to say that was Bill Paxton who got push, punched through, but I think I it might have been his friend. Because he's in the group. He's in, yeah, he's in that, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's God, a weird detail that I didn't need to bring up. In everything, yeah. yeah. No, man. That's, uh, I forget where we were going. I, I wasn't going anywhere. Just yeah, yeah. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. I mean, I think that's, uh. Remember Bill Paxton? Anyway, Bill, goodbye. Bill Paxton's about the best note you can think, I can think of to end on. Yeah. So, uh, let's get, let's all give it up for Bill Paxton. Still, still dearly missed. Is he dead? Yes. Yeah, he's the one who died, right? He died a while ago. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. Then, yeah, yeah we're still dearly missed. Uh, I can't remember anything he was in right now. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What, what, what was the one with the... What's the, what's the vampire movie? Aliens. Um, you know which one I'm talking about. The one... Near Dark. 
or, or something. I don't know. I've not I don't seen know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I, honestly, vampires never been my thing. Fair enough. All right. And with Connor shitting on vampires, we will leave you guys. This has been Tall Talk. Uh, I'm your host, Will, 6'2". And I'm Connor, 6'4". And that's how the weather is up here. Yeah.